why I love him so. Amen. Oh, he's singing like you want to go to heaven this morning. Or should I say you're singing like you made up your mind to go to heaven. Everybody claim they want to go. But you're sounding like you made up your mind to go. How are you this morning? Great, great, great. This morning, got a special treat for you. Brother Gerard, come on up here, brother. I, 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 I was trying to get Brother Gerard. I guess he thought I was joking with him this morning. Come on up here, brother. <laughs> just, just, just stand up there. This past week, Brother Gerard, uh, we do the uh, inspirational program on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday evenings uh, on Zoom. And uh, Brother Gerard spoke. I forgot what evening it was. It was Thursday or Friday. And uh, he shared a story. He shared a story about his son and a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> and brother, that, that's been on my that's been on my mind all it was on my mind all week. All week. That story he shared. So I want him to share it with you this morning. I want him to share that story with you this morning. And when he finished, then I'm gonna add a few more notes and we're gonna be done. And now I know you sitting there saying, Lord have mercy, two speakers. <laughs> no, no, this ain't going to be long and drawn out, not this morning. But it, I want you to just listen. Listen to this story. Listen to this story. And I, I'm sure it's going to have the same impact. Some of you have heard it, but you didn't even have time to prepare whatever. You ain't got to prepare. It happened in your house. And, you know, the other morning... Um, I, I got off my dialysis and everything, get ready to head out. And I took a picture of a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> and I sent it to Gerard and I said, God help me. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it once he present his story this morning. Go on, brother. <laughs> well, <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Fortunately, he gave me something that I remember that happened to me, so I ain't got to try to scramble. Um, but uh, I, I just want to share with you all very briefly uh, a story about my son, Jeremiah, and, uh, and the application that it gave for me. The other morning, I think uh, last week, I believe it was Monday or so. So my son, we were getting ready to go and start our day. I was getting ready for work, and he was getting ready for, uh, to go to school. And I said, Jeremiah, you know, go brush your teeth. And before I even, before, I want to preface all that because what God did for me in that moment is he allowed me to receive the blessing that he's given me through my family. And a lot of the times I mentioned on the inspirational reading, a lot of the times when I got married, I concentrated on being a good husband and the things that I associated with being a good husband. So and when I became a father, I associated those things that I needed to do to be a good father. But when God gives you time to slow down and actually listen and get and receive the things that he's given to you in your everyday life, it begins to change for you because now you're being led by the spirit. So back to my conversation I had with my son, uh, we, were, we were having a conversation and I said, hey, look, go brush your teeth. And so as he was getting ready to brush his teeth, he was like, Dad, I can't I can't get the toothpaste out. So and what happened is it had gotten to the point where it gets down to the bottom. You can still get toothpaste out of there, but you got to know how to roll it. My son didn't know how to finesse it. So he had he said, Dad, I can't get it. So I said, son, you know, you can get it. All you have to do is just squeeze it out. So he got quiet for a little bit, but maybe a minute. And I'm exaggerating. It may be shorter than that. But he got quiet for a little bit. 
And then he said, Dad, I got it. So I said, son, what did you do? <laughs> and he very simply told me, Dad, God helped me. <laughs> and so that morning when I, on my way to work, I, I, you know, I told everybody that I could tell. I told my wife, I said, wife, did you, let me tell you what Jeremiah said. I told my coworker, I told my sister because it, and it done, the same way it's with him, it stayed with me because if my six-year-old son understands that there's an obstacle that I'm facing, I have, I'm humbled enough to ask for help. And then what I as a father did was I just very simply reassured him of the strength because of the victories he had had before. Because he knew how to squeeze toothpaste out of a tube. He understood those. He had done it several times before. But in him doing that, when he received the blessing, he was also humble enough to say, thank God, because that's who helped me. And so I said to myself, how more difficult is it for us when God does all the things he does for us when we're faced with a challenge? Do we have the ability to humble ourselves and ask God for help? Understanding that he's going to bless us and encourage us with the victories he's already given to us. Remembering the times that we've been successful. And then when we get through it, when he delivers us or we overcome that obstacle, do we have the humility within us to acknowledge God and thank him for what he's done? That came from my six-year-old son brushing his teeth. So again, if you slow down and listen, God will give you the blessings and the lessons that are in our lives that are right in front of us. And you will never look at a tube or toothpaste the same again. You will never look at a tube or toothpaste the same again because there's going to be a story behind it from now on. Just in a tube of toothpaste. And for a child, a child to understand and recognize God help me. God help me. And in and, and the Bible, in the Bible, in Matthew chapter 18, in Matthew chapter 18, beginning verse 1, the Bible said, at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and said him, in the midst of them. And say it verily I say unto you. Except ye be converted. And become as little children. Except you humble yourself. And depend on God to get that toothpaste. Out of that tube. And give God his glory for regardless of how little, how small the act may be. Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself. As this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. That's the story this morning, folks. Humility. Humility. Knowing 
when to cry out for help and knowing who to cry out to to help for. Humility. Jesus said, except you become as little children. Just stop and think about that for a moment. The innocence. The characteristics of little children. They're trusting. They are trusting. My little grandson there, you know what? He'll come jump on my bed. Sometimes he love for me because I get him. I slam him down on the bed. We do WWE. <laughs> but regardless of how high I throw him, how Hard I slam him and how high he bounce up and all this. You know what? He's trusting that I'm going to catch him. He don't don't worry about, am I going to fly off this bed and hit the floor? Matter of fact, the harder I do it, the louder he laughs. Sometimes I pick him up and I throw him up in the air and I catch him. And he just screams and laughs. He don't worry about, is this old man going to catch me? <laughs> He's trusting. He believes the one who's supposed to take care of me, protect me, and watch out for my welfare. He's going to do it. Amen. Except you become As little children. You're raising your children. You could tell them to go walk out in front of a truck. They trust what you say. They don't know the danger about the truck. They know that you are supposed to be the one protecting them. And why would you direct them to do something to harm them? Don't we serve a God who's like that? Don't we serve a God who's all loving, merciful, tenderhearted, long-suffering? Where's the trust in him? If he tell you, I tell you nay, except You repent. You shall all likewise perish. There's a need for you to repent. If he tell you in his word, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He's telling you what you need to do to be saved to avoid the wrath that is to come.
He said, Jeremiah said, God help me. A six-year-old acknowledging, God help me. And we have grown people who won't acknowledge that every day God wake them up. They won't even stop and say, thank you. We'll go around talking. Well, I got up this morning. I did this. I did this. Wait a minute. What about God? Jesus said, you want to be great? Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child. The same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I ask you a question today. How great are you? How great are you? See, we, we allow the worldly standard of measuring greatness to, to come into the Lord's church, into the service of, of the, Christian, the Christian life. You, you know, you see a lot of actors and stars and athletes and everything. You know, they, you don't see or hear from them unless a camera is around. So it could be projected what they're doing and all what they're doing and everything. I'm not saying all of them are like that, but many of them are. But see, as a Christian, you don't need the fanfare. You don't need the cameras. You don't need the lights. You do what you're going to do in a spirit of meekness and humbleness. Even you can do it in secret and God will bless you and reward you. Openly. Amen. We don't need to be measured by worldly standards in this walk. Our greatness comes by our humility. How great are you today? How great are you? I mean, all week, I just kept thinking about a tube of toothpaste. Who would have ever imagined such a lesson could be derived from a tube of toothpaste? But let me command Jeremiah and let me command his parents. Somebody had to put something in his heart. Somebody had to put something in his heart to even acknowledge to know who God is. Amen. Folks, you want to be great? You want to be great? Humble yourself. Amen. You want to be great? Serve. See, we live in a society, we, it, the, the world would teach you and tell you, man, folks need to do for themselves. I got mine, you get yours. But no, that ain't what Jesus taught. 
Jesus said, do good unto all men. Especially those in the household of faith. Jesus said, bear ye one another's burdens. You want to be great? And what's truly important, who are you striving to be great in whose eyes are you striving to be great in? Let me tell you, you can be great in the eyes of man today and he'll talk about you like a dog tomorrow. It's just a matter who you make man. But when you strive to be great in the eyes of God, he's consistent. He's consistent. And you don't have to worry about him flip-flopping. You don't have to worry about him changing like the direction of the wind. I say it all the time. Man, it's hard to live a life pleasing and satisfactory through the eyes of other people. Because you just don't know how other people perceive things. And if other people's hearts aren't right, if their mind isn't right, how in the world can you please somebody who ain't happy with themselves? Amen. Folks, let us learn from that tube or toothpaste. Let us take that lesson from that tube or toothpaste. From now on, when you pick it up, Let, I hope and pray, the first thing come to your mind is, God help me. Because the truth of the matter is, if it hadn't been for God, you wouldn't be up. You wouldn't be able to pick it up. You, you wouldn't be able to do anything. So that lesson could go so deep. And he spoke the truth. God, help me. Brother Gerard, thank you. Amen. Jeremiah, thank you. Amen. Folks, <laughs> it doesn't get any simpler than that. Jesus said, you got to become as a little child. And if you're not willing to trust God, if you're not willing to believe what is written. And we know all scriptures, what? Given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for teaching, right? Instruction and righteousness. That the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto what? You want to know, you want to, you want a pattern of how to know and how to go about doing what pleases God. It's right in here. It's not based on what you think. It's not based on what you feel. It's based on what God said. Children trust. As children grow older, you, you start teaching them things. They don't come to you and say, 
well, I just think this and I just believe this. No, they trust what you say. Amen. And Jesus said, if you don't learn to just accept what I say, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Who are we to question what is written? Bible said one day there's going to be a separation. There will be sheep and there will be goats. Now, it's amazing the two animals he chose to use in the illustration. Sheep are what? Humble. Sheep can be easily led. Amen? Amen. You could lead sheep straight off a cliff. As long as the one in front of them go off the cliff, they'll keep on going. As long as the shepherd is there to say, keep going, keep going, they'll keep going. But a goat, on the other hand, a goat always got questions. A goat always got a butt. A goat always want to butt heads with you. Y'all remember when we had the goats out there? Bless they heart. <laughs> that was some good curry goat, amen. But they always butted. Bah, bah. You can tell them to do some ah. They had to grab them and Pull them and everything. Sheep, you don't have to do that. And it's sad. Some people are like that when it comes to obeying the gospel. Some have a good heart. And guess what? They believe and accept what they read. Why? Because it's inspired by God. But then there are some goats. But... But, but I feel, but I feel. What do your feelings have to do with what is written? Now, in that day of separation, what did he say was going to happen to the sheep? The sheep will hear well done. But the goats... You don't need no arguments up in heaven. Amen. Ain't no place for a goat mm -mm. in heaven. And the reason why it won't be any place for a goat, a goat would never make it. Except you be converted. Except you change the way you think, you change your heart. And become as little children. You're going to die budding. You're going to die budding. But I thought. But I felt. But I was told. But I feel. 
None of that compares to what Jesus said. What did Jesus say in John 14, 6? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. You can't butt your way around that. Amen? Amen. That's it, folks. Say, Lord, it be 12 o'clock and we're done. I told you. I told you. But the question now is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to humble yourself? Are you going to humble yourself and get yourself out of the way and say, Lord, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I wonder. I wonder far away from God. But now I'm coming home. The path of sin. Too long. All too long. I've tried. Lord. I'm coming home. I think about that prodigal son. I think about that young man. That young man went to his father and said, give me what's, what's mine. And the father didn't argue with him. He just gave it to him. And he went on his way. Somewhere within his mind, something had persuaded him that there was just something better out there. In the bright lights, in the fast lane. But then his money and his goods ran out. And Bobby Womack said it went, he said it right when he said, Nobody wants you when you're down and out. He looked around. And Harold Melvin in the blue note said, where are all my friends? I got bad luck. That's what I got. He looked around and nobody was there. He sought out some work. And the man sent him out to the field with the hogs. With those nasty, stinky Sloppy hogs. A Jewish boy. Out there with the swine. And the Bible said the boy was so hungry. The boy was so hungry. You ever been hungry? You ever been hungry? I've been hungry in some days. But you know what? I ain't never been that hungry. I've been hungry, and my dog had more food than us in the house. But I ain't think about eating no dog food. The Bible said this boy was so hungry, he considered to eat what the swine did eat. And let me tell you, they are not the most pleasant animals to watch eat. Because they are eat. Anything. They'll eat you if you lay down in front of them. 
what the Bible said. He began to think. He began to think. Man, my father got hired servants. Who doing better than this? My father got hired servants who ain't eating this mess. Man, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to swallow my pride. Yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, I screwed up big time. I've wasted everything I've had. But you know one thing I still have. I got my father that I could go home to. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, Father, I have sinned. Father, I have sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. I'm I'm, I'm, going to convince him I'm for real. And the Bible says as he traveled back home, man, it's good to have somewhere to go. It's good to have somewhere to go. As he traveled back home, from a distance, his father saw it. And as he was rehearsing what he was going to say, his father took out running. He said, man, get, 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 get ready. We're going to have a celebration. His father ran to it. Long story short, he said, my son that was lost. Is now found. Kill the fattest cat. Get the ring. Put on his finger. Put some shoes. And I, I love that. I love that. The Bible said. The father said. Put some shoes on his feet. This joker was so raggedy. He didn't have no shoes. You could go so far out there. And you could live such a righteous life. Man you'll lose your mind. The father said, put some shoes on his feet. He said, Father, I got something to tell you. You don't need to tell me anything. Because see, the father I'm talking about, he already knows. Amen. Do you hear me? He already know what you've been doing. He already know the whole pins you've been hanging out at. He know the slop you've been messing around in. He already know. He don't need no prepared speech. He don't need no rehearsed speech. He just need your sincerity. A repentance that, hey, you're ready to come home. Are you ready today? Are you ready to give your life over to him and be baptized for the remission of your sin? Oh, today is your day. Just as the father said, kill the fatty calf. Man, we're going to celebrate the day. We're going to have a, a shindig. The, the scripture said the angels in heaven are waiting to celebrate. They're waiting to rejoice for you to make up your mind and stop, stop being like a goat. And humble yourself and be like a sheep to surrender your will.
to be saved. You can, you can light out the separ- you can light out the celebration in heaven today by humbling yourself in the sight of the Lord. If you're here today and you desire to put Christ on in baptism, the Bible said one must hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission of their sin. For us who are members already, members of the body of the church of Christ. You know your life haven't been right. You've been out there dipping and dabbing and doing stuff you ain't got no business. Let me tell you, the kingdom of heaven would never be your home. Because Jesus said, I tell you nay. Except you repent, you shall all likewise. What's our song? Amazing Grace Grace is our invitation song. Folks, you can light it off. You ain't got to wait till next Sunday for Super Bowl. You You can light off the celebration today. This is Super Bowl Sunday. Every Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday because you can you can cause a celebration in heaven. You could score some points that, you know what, nobody else can score like you. Why don't you make it? Why don't you make it happen? Because the decision is yours. Let us together stand and let us sing.